Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Bill Thompson. He's the head of mobility at Redpoint. Bill, welcome to the show. Kelsey, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I know everybody says that how they're excited to be on shows, but I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, hey, I'm excited to have you. <laughs> well, Bill, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, I'm Bill Thompson. I'm the head of mobility at RightPoint, and uh, I'm also a lecturer at the University of Michigan, where I'm focused around uh, all things automotive, namely customer experience. Prior to joining RightPoint, I was at General Motors for nearly 20 years, where I led the in-vehicle user experience team. Um, so digital interface has been my, my game for quite some time now. Uh, and I moved on to uh, accept this position at RightPoint to bring those that kind of learning and those types of connected solutions to multiple industries, not just automotive, but mobility. So we think of things that move by land, sea, or air, and we try to do that for our customers in a way that's as frictionless as possible for the user to enable them throughout their days. Interesting. You know, it sounds like you've had an interesting kind of experience leading up to RightPoint. So tell me a little bit more about RightPoint. Yeah. So we consider ourselves like total experience. So if you think about how things were even five years ago, um, there was a product experience and then there was a customer experience and then they're like, everything was sort of disjointed we think about things holistically and how can we help companies make better product experiences for their employees and also better customer experiences for their customers. And the way that that sort of equates is we have teams that are very good at building digital product, whether that's mobile um, integrations, whether that's websites, in-vehicle infotainment systems, things like that. And we have experts in the employee experience uh, realm as well. So how do you how do you onboard your employees? How do you um, give them the knowledge management skills that they need and the tools that they need to be successful in their roles? Because let's be honest, at an enterprise level, things are getting more complicated uh, and there's a, a deeper history and there's a lot more turnover in the digital world today. So keeping employees well-informed and well uh, integrated and on top of trends and things like that is uh, is another area of our focus. And then finally, that that customer experience. Um, and I'll equate this through an example. We see a lot of transformation happening, especially in the automotive industry with electrification, but also sort of how somebody buys a car and where they're looking for that. So if you think about that in terms of the discovery and in terms of the purchase and in terms of the ownership, there's a lot to navigate through there. Um, a lot of digital experiences, a lot of dealer experiences, and we help our, our clients really formulate the best journey and the best options for their customers. So those are sort of the three buckets that we live in and we call that total experience. I love that. That's fascinating. And, you know, you mentioned something that I wanted to touch on a little bit, you know, your experience with the automotive industry. You talked a little bit about by land, by sea. Are there specific industries that RightPoint really looks to target with its work? Yeah, absolutely. I think for, for my vertical in particular, which is mobility, uh, the marine space is something that's interesting. And I, and, I, and I have this sort of like cheeky little equation that I that I draw up on the board sometimes when I when I lecture. And it's 
if consumer electronics are the leader in experiences, connected experiences, um, things like that, then automotive is the closest laggard, but they're about three to five years behind. The marine space is almost in a way a decade or a decade plus behind that for a number of reasons, right? They don't have a vertically integrated supply base. There isn't, you know, a, a town, uh, uh, an industry that really caters to that. It's sort of like the same, the same people uh, doing the same work and just incremental improvements. That's a big target for me. Um, I love, I'm a, I'm a, a water kid. I love, um, you know, three days after I was born, I was on the water and I, you know, have loved it ever since. And I just see a big opportunity to sort of close that gap in the marine space and even in like in the RV space and the power sports space to bring that closer to consumer electronics because that's the customer expectation these days, right? I want to be able to download a user-friendly uh, marine application that lets me navigate without having to plot very complicated courses. And I want to do things very simply. And that's something that we've done for the automotive industry and in the automotive industry that we can bring to these adjacent industries and really help kind of um, propel that to the next level. Mm -hmm. You know, you right point has such a strong focus on customer experience. Can you share some examples? I know you talked a little bit about, you know, the customer experience, you know, and, and all of that. Can you give some examples of, you know, uh, ways that you've been able to transform digital experience for your clients, clients? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think, um, if you think about the work that that we've done at General Motors and the development of the Cadillac Lyric, the co-development of the Cadillac Lyric, the journey that we were really on with that project while I was at GM and then at RightPoint uh, was to help close the gap of connectivity for the consumer and provide a, um, a landscape that allowed people to access content, to download things in new ways, but not have to be sitting in your car while you did it, but be able to do that through your mobile or through your web or through your owner center. And really, once you own your once you own your car, there's a, a, a theory that I call relevancy over time. And how do you provide somebody who just paid all this money for that for that vehicle? a pipeline of content, whether it's a marketplace or audio or video or whatever the case may be, performance upgrades for a vehicle and not, and, and I would say, reach them where they're at. So if I'm sitting on my couch and I see an ad on the TV and I scan the QR code for the latest performance upgrade that just goes to my car, that's a great example of a frictionless journey and a way to be able to extend that uh, vehicle to your entire um, to your entire ecosystem and vice versa. So I think that that dimensionally has been good. Now we take that foundation and we actually build upon that when we start thinking about things like dealers, things like purchase, things like shopping. How do you shop? What types of tools do you shop for when you use when you're looking for a car? Mostly web, probably. Uh, we're starting to see things pop up on TV, right? You, you can interact with the ad and it brings you into a, a very specific thing that was built for that. But once you once you like start thinking about the world of accessories and aftermarket and part, mm -hmm. some of the things that we think about are, sure, you could go to a website and click through and see the thing in a visualizer, but wouldn't it be cool to have an augmented reality experience where you're actually looking at your car and accessorizing and customizing? It's still a marketplace, but it gives that user the real-time context to be able to see their thing in their environment. We see this on Amazon, right? Like I want to buy a couch. 
And I can see what the couch looks like in my space for the most part, right? So things like that are how we're helping to enable uh, the automotive industry, the mobility industry, make that connection a little bit more deep for their products and for their consumers. It sounds like, you know, RightPoint really leverages a lot of, you know, modern technology to make that user experience, you know, the best that it can be. Do you think that is one of the ways that RightPoint is really able to differentiate itself from the competition? Yeah, I think so. We have some very strong partnerships with Microsoft. We're a partner of the year uh, for a few years running now. And that's a huge thing that allows us to just understand like, hey, Let's help the let's help enable your employees because your employees are who, who is going to help enable your customer. And then we have partnerships with uh, companies like Adobe, right, who have a tremendous suite of commerce and content management and creative tools to help enable those visions and bring those to life. And then on top of that, we've got uh, we've got other partners, other smaller partners, partners at startups who are really focusing on bringing things like AR technologies uh, to market at scale, but they can do it very quickly because they're not bogged down with some of these, uh, some of these bigger, um, I'll say enterprise level constraints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fascinating to be, you know, like you said to Microsoft's partner, you know, for, for several years running, I think that's fantastic. And, you know, to the point of Right Point's tagline being experiences everything, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on what that means to your team and you know how you drive your approach to to really incorporate that in every project? Yeah, 100%. And I think that everything starts with a vision, okay? Historically throughout my career, it you can look at a spreadsheet and understand the numbers. You can look at a PowerPoint and get a sense of whatever. You can look at a, a feature list and say, okay, this is this is what it's going to be. But if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a journey map, if you don't have a persona, a, a picture in your mind of who is going to use this this thing, whatever the thing is. Uh, and how they're going to use it and how it's going to affect their daily lives until you take that customer centric view and that empathetic view, honestly, you're kind of guessing. And then you start to do some user research and you start to do some market research and you mold your story um, and you you may end up adjusting your product. There are products that we thought we were going to be, that were going to be huge hits that we've 180 degree on because after we've gained some market insights and, and done some things, it's like, oh, this is not what people are looking for. This is what we thought people were looking for. And it's only because we take that, that moment to step back and understand the vision, but also bring the different stakeholders along. If you're a fine, it doesn't matter if you're a finance person, a creative person, a business person, a procurement person, having everybody involved in the vision of whatever you're trying to build, whether it's a product experience, a customer experience, or an employee experience from the very early stages, it gets everybody engaged and it gets them excited and it lets them know like, hey, this isn't just just ones and zeros. These are human beings. There's a a very human-centric element that we want to ensure that we capture. And I think it all starts with that. And that's kind of the right point way, we call it. It's our superpower to understand that we are, are building the right thing before we start building things right. And a lot of people switch right to the building things before we they even understand if they're doing the right thing. 
That's really interesting. I love that customer centric approach because it's so important because really, you know, the consumers are the ones that are driving all of, you know, the decisions, all the, the market. So making sure that, you know, you are reaching that audience that you want to reach, having that vision is, is so important. And, you know, um, to, to pivot a little bit, Bill, I'm curious to pick your brain. I know during COVID, you know, the mobility industry took a bit of a hit. It, it was a, you know, it was an interesting time for that. Talk to me a little bit about what that time looked like at Redpoint. So that was interesting because uh, obviously, I'll tell you a very specific story. We were bursting at the seams in our office here in Detroit with people and resources and clients. And it was like exactly how you would expect to, you know, an agency consultant to look people in, people out. This is going on. A lot of things happening. And then COVID hits. We were actually looking for a new office when that happened to help, you know, sustain the uh, uh, the sort of um, growth that we were having. And then COVID hit and that's gone right? And you have to very quickly, very quickly, within days, right? Because, you know, the sentiment was this is going to be two weeks, or this is going to be a month, or it's going to be whatever. And the reality of it, we know, we know what we're at now, we're still living it. Um, but, I, but I think that the way that we operationalized and organized our people and rallied them around the goals that we were trying to achieve for our clients is the glue that holds any project together, right? And we do we do a range of things here. We try we obviously try to lean into longer scale engagements, multi year you know uh, engagements. But there are things that we do that are that are project based. And I think when you when something like that happens, again, I just want to reiterate: like you have to make your people, you have to give them something to focus on. And at a lot, and for a lot of us, the thing to focus on was the work that was in front of us and the goals that were in front of us and the deliverables that were in front of us. And we would do things like approach our clients with, um, hey, let's do a clean vehicle study because obviously this is something that's going to be important moving forward. What kind of materials are we using? How are people sharing? So like rideshare was like, you get into a taxi and, you know, in any big city and you're like, oh, kind of gross, kind of sticky, but I accept that. How can we help solve that problem? Because we know people are going to want to be conscious of that. And people um, are going to want to uh, understand like choice A versus choice B. Choice B may not be hit my ideal, but it's clean and it's got a, you know, whatever. Uh, there's sanitizer in there. Things like that we were looking at, right? And I think that that then parlayed into how do we take that notion of clean today and make that clean, sustainable uh, curve kind of indefinite and and always there. So we see that sustainability curve for cleanliness for um, you know uh, the mobility industry being something that stuck around. Quite frankly, think about mass transit and things like that. Um, those ratings become very important, and the, the those those priorities become important. And it's up to we feel like it's our our responsibility as arbiters of customer experience to help companies understand that they need to enable things like that for their, for their clients or for their customers. You know, you mentioned something, Bill, talking about looking for, you know, obviously longer, longer, you know, length relationships, projects, all of that, but then also to, you know, smaller projects, walk me through a little bit about kind of what each of those engagements may look like. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I believe, and, and I'll be fully transparent here when I, first contracted agencies when I was at Right Point or when I was at uh, General Motors, 
there was a, a belief that, okay, you have to go to the approved supplier base. And there was a, we, I had to challenge that, right? Because if you kind of, you're going to get what you always kind of got incrementally better. We wanted to think very differently. And RightPoint came in with this, this sort of perspective of, look, let's do something small to start, build your trust in us, and then let's see where it goes from there. And that's a philosophy that always stuck with me. Having been, you know, on the OEM side for so long, you're not always afforded that opportunity to say, to step back and say, hey, let's start with this small piece of work. And that's a multi-year engagement now at this point. So I believe in those smaller projects that that really can help repel. And there's, there's quite frankly, there's things that we're just good at that certain clients are like, hey, can you come help solve this integration piece for us on, you know, whatever the, the platform, maybe a Microsoft platform and Adobe platform and roll that out for us and teach us how to do it. And then, then we've got it from there. And that's cool too, because that also gives us, you know, the, the purview into other industries or other clients and other understanding that then we can kind of build into our aggregate intelligence to make us um, sort of give us this ability to see around the corner from adjacent industries and bring that back to existing partners to help grow those relationships. So that's kind of how the, it can start small and scale into, but also be, be project-based. Interesting. Interesting. I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit. I think you started to kind of dip your toe in the water a little bit, but I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit about more common misconceptions that people may have. Cause it sounds like, like you said, you know, projects may look like they start off small, but end up having to be a little more in depth or vice versa. Are there any common misconceptions that you hear, you know, either about mobility, about transportation, the industry in general, user experience, any misconceptions that you hear often? Yeah, I think so. So, um, Everybody can critique. It's very easy to critique. It's very easy to tear down, no matter what you do. It doesn't have to be just mobility. It can be podcasting. It can be anything, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think that the last you know few generations of social media have given everybody a voice and given everybody a platform where you know, kind of when you start to say when you start to see your your products that are near and dear to your heart sort of roll out and somebody starts to tear it apart. You take it a little bit personally, but then you grow through this phase where you're like, well, wait a minute, let me actually think about that from, you know, the consumer's perspective, because I've been in situations in my career where I've been too close to product. And I want to ensure that, uh, that I am kind of listening and keeping uh, an open mind about the types of feedback that we're getting and where that's coming from. So that maybe gets to a, a little bit of your, uh, a little bit of your question, but to, to sort of build upon that from there, um, the misconception that we hear mostly is that, uh, it's just digital stuff. It's easy. Just change it. I don't like the way that works. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. The good news is kind of like the entire industry is plagued by that. Um, it doesn't work like my iPhone or it doesn't work like my Android or it doesn't work like my car. And it's like, yeah, there are three unique operating systems. And I heard that one for a number of years. I can remember I was sitting in a room doing a review uh, with our one of our teams and, and an executive who had who had uh, been a part of this team for quite some time. Um, there was a we were showing a, an animation and there was a little quick time video play, pause, fast forward, rewind indicator over the top. And I remember we got through it and he go, and, and the comment was made like, sure, I get all that, but is that play pot? What does that do? I don't understand. So like there was this like, whoa, okay, we got to take it back even, even further. Yeah. And depending on where our, our clients are in their journey, you can, you still have to combat things like that. And the tools that we're using now 
are so much more advanced and they're advancing daily. And we have we have partners who have been in the same ecosystem for a number of years and it's challenging for them to understand why they would ever do anything else and why they would change a process or why they would change a tool or why they would change a flow because they still get the same result. And a lot of that is on us to educate and bring that back to, hey, it's it's the, the change is hard, but when you get there, these things do become easy. So you can react to um, consumer sentiment more quickly. I really appreciate that insight. And I appreciate you sharing that though. Um, it's an interesting story of, uh, yeah. of uh, a little bit famous. of history. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Bill, I think this has been a great conversation. As we start to wrap up, where can people go to learn more about RightPoint? Yeah, please visit us at uh, at rightpoint.com. You can go in there and get a ton of information on all of our different industries that we support from financial services to mobility to consumer packaged goods and retail. Um, and I think it's uh, a wonderful way that uh, our, our, our friends from this podcast can go and not just learn more, but deep dive some of the case studies and see the types of work that we've done and the things that are showcased uh, on there and get some ideas and a sense for, for how we work and what total experience really means. Love that. That's fantastic. Well, Bill, as we start to wrap up, any final, final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think just what I, I put a posting out on LinkedIn today right? Like I think we're all so laser focused right now on uh, look at the thing that I'm building, look at what I'm working, look at the team, look at the this, look at the that. And every and, and there's like this inundation, this constant pulse of just content. And I put one out there today that just says, hey, how's everybody doing today? Right? Like just stepping back and taking a moment to be somewhat human in a public forum like that. Like I'll, I'll be the first one to say, it's not all polished all the time. We have, people make mistakes. We make mistakes. We learn from them. That's how we learn and we we improve. And the the reason that I bring that LinkedIn post up is because uh, I got more DMs from that message just saying thanks for being human, thanks for engaging, thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird because not a ton of people are engaging, you know, kind of publicly. And that wasn't even the intent. It was just how is everybody? Yeah. Because there is some tension in society right now and uh, you know, a lot of that going around. And I think the more sort of, like I said, human we can be with each other, the more you know, we can realize like, hey, I don't know what you're going through. We don't know what you're going through, but let's go through it together and help each other where we can. And that was really the, in, the intent of that. And I think that that gets back to what we were talking about in the beginning was let's be human centric to each other. And that involves a certain amount of, of empathy and understanding. I was just, you took the words out of my mouth, being human centric and also recognizing that, you know, before people are your consumers or your clients, they're people first. Uh, But, you know, Bill, I think this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Yeah. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's been awesome talking to you and uh, hopefully look forward to doing it again. Yeah, this is fantastic. Great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.